0: Well, there's not a whole lot of baseball being played. We're so bored that we're about to talk about uh, desert animals fighting each other. That's that's what you're going to get this week on on Guardians of the Future. I'm I'm Justin Latta, and from the desert, from the uh, the outdoor desert. Animal Fight is Joe Koblitz. Joe, what, what do you have for us today from the desert?
1: I went to a baseball game today for the first time in, like, I don't know, two months? I don't remember when. The last yeah. game I went to before this was a Arizona Complex League game, and their season ended quite a while ago, so that was pretty fun for me. Uh, I mean, like, uh, on the whole sure you disc- watching. What's that?
0: Do you remember what you were watching?
1: Yeah, they're throwing this white thing around and running around in circles. It's fun. Uh, a yeah. bunch of little kids. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so no. I, uh, full disclosure is I got a uh, – they pulled me out of retirement. I've been retired for like 10 years. It's been fantastic uh, just writing for uh, baseball websites and whatnot, taking pictures. And uh, got pulled out of retirement. I'm working again, so I'm not able to attend uh, five fall, ga- fall League games a week like I did in 2019, which was really fun. And so, yeah, the, the league started last week, but today was the first time I actually got down there. Got to see the Glendale Desert Dogs, which they have to be called that because uh, the Coyotes also play in Glendale. So they can't be the Glendale Coyotes. They'd be ripping them off. And, and they played the Scottsdale Scorpions, who are the home of the Cleveland... Uh, it says Indians on my sheet, so I'm going to go Cleveland Indians. Fair. Uh Yeah, so that's fun. And and unfortunately, we didn't get a whole lot of Indians action in this one. Uh, Tanner Tully did pitch two innings. That didn't go great. Uh, Michael M. Didis, uh which is how they said it on the broadcast. I've always called him Michael M. Didis. Uh He... He pinch hit and got a single in the ninth inning and then of course Richie Palacios who is I would say the star as far as the Indians maybe Jose Tena but but Palacios is probably like good the, things yeah Palacios is probably the number one prospect for the Indians in uh, Arizona right now and he hit his first fall league home run in the first inning as part of just a mammoth blowout uh, Marco Luciano is so impressive. Uh, if you don't know, he's Giants shortstop. He's only made it to high A because he missed 2020, obviously. But man, he's he's all. this is the first game I've ever seen him. He, he was in Arizona a couple of years ago, uh, 2019. He was in Arizona. He played a month here, destroyed everything. So he got promoted before I ever got to see him play, which was unfortunate. And that, that was one of the biggest misses I've ever had. And then he came out today and hit two home runs. So yeah, that was good. a lot of fun. It was a lot fun. of fun to watch these guys uh, these play. They won twelve to four. And the funny thing is they're three and three and they've been blown out a couple times. One of the times they got blown out, I gotta look up exactly uh, who it was. It was two Indians picked pitchers. Uh, and again I didn't see that one. Oh come on, sorry. So uh it was one inning between two inning two Indians pitchers, they recorded zero outs. It allowed about eight runs. I'm trying to get Those the today. actual stats here No no, this was last week, one of the ones I missed. Uh oh. Tanner Tully pitched today in oh, two oh, was runs. Was it the one where uh, in two innings?
0: You're talking about the game where um Aaron Pinto and Matt Turner and and yeah, Dana Cassetta it, subs a-
1: like walked everybody. Yeah, actually, Cassetta Stubbs was good. Uh, he finished that inning and was fantastic. He hasn't allowed a run yet this year. Oh,
0: uh, uh, was but Pinto yeah, and
1: um, Pinto Turner. Pinto and Turner have allowed 11 earned 12 total runs over four total innings. And that includes today for Turner, who pitched uh, two innings, allowed two runs.
0: <laughs> what, so, am I missing something today? I'm looking at the box score on, on the AFL's website, which, by the way, the Arizona Follies' website Oh, is- I'm sorry. Pathetic.
1: I I, I messed up. I spoke wrong. Uh, Tully pitched today. Not Turner. Matt Turner. No, Turner pitched today. Yeah, I was right.
0: The the box score says Matt Turner stunk today. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's what I was saying. That includes today's. He he gave a. That's not stunk. He gave a home run to the first guy he faced, and then got three of the four next batters out. So, and he still has his hair. He still looks like Shaggy. Uh, that was his nickname back in the day. Yeah. And he he's still rocking it <laughs> i I remember
0: asking him that, and I didn't even know that because it was like a couple years ago and he was in mm-hmm. lake county somebody somebody here asked him that and like do you do you ever do you know you look like him and he goes yeah that's been, that's been my nickname for like years so I was like oh, that's funny,
1: yeah, and that's i mean so. that's a fun thing about uh going to these games, and the funny thing about the fall league. It it wasn't all. It's not always like this, but today it was like the same amount of people that are at an A Z L game or A C L game. It's like it was more. It was like 20 fans, probably a hundred scouts and media people or something around there, and then just empty hmm. seats. And so, well, you can hear everything. And
2: that sounds uh, about
0: right for a three o'clock Arizona time start, right? No, it was uh, a 12:30. Oh, it was 12:30 local start. Jeez. Yeah.
1: Well, that and, makes uh, even more sense then. Yeah, so the, today I heard a great one uh from the Glendale Desert Dogs. I didn't I don't want to write this and put it in I didn't put it on Twitter and I won't put it on the site, but I'll say it here. Uh from the quotes from the Glendale Desert Dogs dugout, uh stroke it like there's nobody home. After a guy hit a foul ball. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's just so funny because everyone, everyone who paid to be there is over 60 years old.
0: I, I've heard, I, that's, that's a, that's a new one. I've heard (laughs) similar, I've seen similar uh, quotes in Akron. The the best quote in Akron I ever saw was, what in here? I didn't hear you. I saw it. There's this whiteboard that's uh, behind the doors of Akron's clubhouse, so when you go in to like talk to a player, you wait right there and they have a whiteboard board, it's on the back of the door. And somebody wrote this is gonna sound terrible. It wasn't it's not really funny, it's bad, but um Somebody somebody wrote on the back of it said, uh some people need their chapstick replaced with glue.
1: That's fine. I, was I, like, I don't okay. I don't find it funny. I don't think it's bad. It just is
0: yeah, and I skipped the whole point for that. And
1: that's how I knew his name was Shaggy because uh, going to those AZL games and they would just yell, Go Shaggy. <laughs> like, Let's go. Vamos, Shaggy. Uh, oh, my gosh. If you want more numbers, uh, Palacios is hitting 316, 458, 632 with three doubles and a homer. He's essentially the top hitter on the team. I, I can't. I'm not really well aware of Matt Wallner. He didn't play today, but he's sitting 370. Bailey, I know, 75, 444, uh, 750. So he's also up there. He has two home runs already. If you guys have two home runs, Matt today. Uh, I mean, Luciano had two today. The ball was just flying out of the ballpark. Uh, I, yeah, even the Desert Dogs got one in. Uh, it was ridiculous, and it was a beautiful day, like 80 degrees. Uh, Camelback Ranch is usually a pain, even in fall league, because there's so little shade anywhere, and especially if you want to take pictures and be close to the field, there's no shade at all. Uh, once you go like five rows down, uh, there's no shade in the whole stadium, and so it's very comfortable today. It's nice. Usually, if it's like 90 degrees, it feels like 110.
0: I believe that doesn't sound fun. Sounds yeah, like yeah, no.
1: Today, today, was great, to
0: be there. Yeah, it's been a little. Is the ball bad. normally, I mean. For a twelve for a twelve o'clock local start, is that pretty normal for the ball to just kind of fly I mean, today out?
1: Like was, that? Yeah, today was way more offense than we usually see. Uh, at least from what I because I I mean the last games I saw in here were the ACL Indians playing against the Dodgers, and those are seventeen year olds, <laughs> and these are you know guys in AAA, double A. AA. So obviously there's a, a big yeah. difference there. Otherwise, this is right. my first. This is my first. Official game. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess ACL is official. But essentially, it's my first game back at Camelback since 2019. Wow.
0: Is that one of the better stadiums? I, I haven't been to any of them, obviously.
1: It's uh, – I don't love it. Uh, they So, the, the White Sox used to be in Tucson. And so, the Dodgers right. were like – we're going to – the Dodgers were in Hollywood, you know, Florida. And they were like, we're going to build a new stadium in Arizona. Let's make it look like Dodger Stadium. And so all the seats are yellow. And it's supposed to look like Dodger Stadium. I've never been to Dodger Stadium, so I've been to Camelback a bunch. And then a couple years later, the White Sox moved in. And it's like, now (laughs) the White Sox are playing at Dodger Stadium. So the funny thing is, like, their headquarters looks brand new, because it is newer. And the Dodgers looks like garbage. I I I (laughs) other. The, the biggest problem with the stadium is the, the sun. And like I said, it wasn't a big deal today, but during spring training games, it's rough. And they, they put in extra shade and down the right field line. So there's more... Because like, the the boxes essentially go from first base to third base. And so that gives you that, like, that five rows of shade from first base to third base. But then left and right field, it's just full sun. And they did add some... Uh, some cover in right field at least, so you can go all the way down the line and still get those five rows, but anything below that. And so the Folly games, when you buy tickets, it's just uh, general admittance. You sit wherever you want to, and so everybody sits on the top. Huh. I got the whole bottom to myself.
0: That's... If you're not not there as a fan, that sounds like the way to
1: go. Yeah, and, and I prefer Goodyear and... I'm trying to think. Surprise is surprise is really nice. I don't like Peoria. Like I could do I could I could do a full <laughs> rankings on these except Tempe Diablo because I've never been there. Uh, but I mean Salt River is awesome. That's where the uh, Salt River Rafters play and the the Diamondbacks and Rockies. Yeah, that's Spirit. the only stadium
0: that has public staff cast available too, which I love.
1: Well, yeah, because it it was just built. So they all the, they were both in. Uh, Tucson as well. So it had the the White Sox, Diamondbacks and uh, Rockies were all in, in Tucson. And they were like every other team there's 13 teams or something along those lines in Phoenix. And then or 12 teams in Phoenix and we're down in Tucson and somebody has to drive 2 hours every day, which if you're a grapefruit league person you're like 2 hours, who cares. But here it's like 15 minutes. <laughs> so it's like no That's one wants to drive where right to go, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to drive two hours. And now Scoutsdale is the furthest one away, which is where the Scorpions play.
0: So the Scorpions had a great day against the Desert Dogs. I would, I don't know what a Desert Dog is, but I would definitely pick a, a Scorpion in a fight over a lot of things. It's a Coyote?
1: Yeah, it's a Coyote. That's why I made the joke earlier about the Coyotes. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Alright, it took me a while to get your joke. As <laughs> usual,
0: it took me a while to get your joke.
1: In a, in a, if you yeah. didn't know, a river rafter, it, it's, it's Salt River is like the city name, but they're actually in Mesa. Oh no, sorry, they're in uh, Scottsdale. Uh, and rafter is the team name. So it's Salt River Rafters. And they're named after the uh, Salt River and the alcoholics who sit in tubes and just <laughs> float down the Salt River. They don't raft, they is just... That really sa- what
0: they're- they're named after a bunch of alcoholics, really? Yeah, so interesting. yeah,
1: essentially. Out in Tempe. Which is, I've always said the Fall League has the best names. Like, there are uh, saguaros in Surprise. There are scorpions sag- in Scottsdale. What's a saguar- saguaro? That, it's a giant cactus that only lives in uh, Arizona and Mexico, essentially.
0: I guess I should know this, because they have lo- they do have logos. So I guess I should look. Yeah, they do. Um, okay, then. I'm going to say, I'm going to really regret asking this, a javelina. That's a
1: pig. Wild javelina is a pig? Yeah, like a warthog, but uh, warthogs are African, so it's an American (laughs) wild pig. Yep.
0: I have learned so much in...
1: And uh, the Solar Sox... uh, Just 15 minutes today. Solar Sox is just annoying to me, because I don't think... Neither of the Sox teams play on the Solar Sox, because the Red Sox are on Scottsdale and the White Sox are on the Desert Dogs. So Is that, that like
0: solar-powered socks?
1: Yeah, like you got solar panels uh, working on your socks.
0: That sounds like the worst name ever. All the names you just said, you said out there. The other ones are all better. Yeah, the that's backstory. the worst one. Yeah. And
1: that's the one the Indians were on uh, in 2019, was the Mesa Solar Socks, which play at Cubs, uh, at the Cubs' home out in Mesa. Hmm. They need to fix the, that. We could teach these people some uh, Arizona geography. It's important. That yeah, it would be quite a lesson.
0: I, like, I, it's, think, me. I think we have more to talk about than that.
1: I, no, it's it's so simple though. Like, if you want to come out to spring training, I used to do a primer every year on Burning River, and I kind of got away from it. But I like, if you want to do spring training, you could definitely hit every single stadium and see every single team play in a week. Like, it's Good it's for sure doable. So, like, that's a if you want to do a fun baseball vacation, jump on down here. the The fall league. The problem is there's only six teams, so uh,
0: you don't get to see everything. Yeah,
1: Goodyear. They yeah. tried it in Goodyear when I first uh, moved here. Uh, Jason Kipnis was on the team, so that kind of gives you an idea of how long ago this was. Uh, but they played a two years in a row. They played one home game at Goodyear Ballpark, and they drew nobody. And so they were like, no, nah, we can't, ex- we can't expand this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they might be. I mean, Goodyear just hit like, uh, it's like 95,000 people, uh, according to the last census. So maybe they could know.
0: Huh. That's in 10 years. Yeah. Because it's probably been about 10 years since he played there, if not longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would have been 2009 or 2010. Yeah. Because he would have made his debut probably the next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's all- interesting. I- I saw Lindor and Kipnis down here and then they stopped sending prospects. So we talk about I don't want to insult Richie Palacios. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the last yeah, the last one I can I mean, Nolan Jones was I think you said this, Nolan Jones is really the last big name prospect they really had down there. Yeah, I mean, and he
1: broke his thumb or whatever, as, uh and only last week, be, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the big one. Well, uh and, oh and Ditus Day- is not playing well, but that was your last one on there. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of
0: there. I'm just, just to feel catching. I'm kind of surprised they didn't send either Naylor or La or even Andres Melendez, but, you know, you yeah, only have so many that, high A guys on there. I'm more interested in honestly, what honestly.
1: Yeah, the
0: box score that showed up today was, was fascinating. Um, okay. So before, before we move on to instruct, we don't have a lot on instructs because, like you said, you haven't seen a game and we don't get a lot of coverage of that, which I can gripe about in a second, but, um, Okay, so Richie Palacios has had a great week. Keith Law, I know some people have mixed opinions on on his writing at times, or his, you know, whatever. Um, But basically, the way he wrote it, and Jeff Ellis brought this up on Twitter, it made it seem like Palacios is a no-doubt add to the 40-man roster, and and Jeff has been saying that. I, for, I don't know, for a little bit, I thought he was going to be a guy kind of on the fringes. Like, you know, he could get added if they have space for him, but I don't know if they're going to clear enough space to add someone like him. Cause I feel like Lavastida and Morris and Rocchio and Valera and Freeman. Uh, and then one of the left-handed pitchers like Pilkington are, are all guys that you might add before Palacios. And if they have space after that, then they'd add him. But I don't know now, now that I'm not saying a couple of days in the AFL have changed that, but I think it's just making people realize that he is a guy that, if he's not protected, he'll get taken or they need to look on, work, work on trading if they're not going to add him. But
1: well, and I don't know, I've come
0: around to thinking that he has to be
1: added now. During the regular season, because I, I did check this because I was confused because he's on the roster as an outfielder uh, specifically. And so I checked during the regular season and he did play mostly second base still uh, during uh, his, you know, 2021 season. He played a little bit in the outfield, but not much. And he's exclusively outfield uh, currently. So if he is an outfielder, all of a sudden he might be your best outfield prospect as far as getting into the big leagues by next year. You're talking about like Stephen Kwan, and him.
0: Yeah, where I wonder where the, I wonder the balance between those two because they're kind of similar players. Like Kwan's really good at
1: getting on base, but Kwan's and a
0: good. Kwan, th- Kwan's- Defender. He's a
1: good, yeah, he's a good established defender, and I wish I, I want to see Palacios. Somebody said something about it on Twitter today about Palacios uh, protecting him. And my comment is essentially I want to see him play outfield a little bit more before I would make that decision. But if he is an outfielder, you have to protect him because you don't need that many infielders, you do need more outfielders. And unfortunately, I did not get to see him. Uh, I saw him run back on a home run ball, I believe. I saw him field a single, but he didn't really uh, – he wasn't tested today.
0: Well, I will say the problem with that, I have seen him play outfield. And defensively, okay. he, he's fine as far as like running down. I've seen him play center field. I don't, I don't know that he – it's a it's a limited sample. I think I saw him play the center field knacker in Akron, like one game, and I think – a ball got way, way way over his head, and it looked like he got turned around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think his range or speed is going to be an issue in the outfield. I don't know that he'll be as good as Stephen Kwan in the outfield. Um, but the, what's going to limit what's going to limit Palacios in the outfield is his arm. He doesn't have a good arm, and yes, uh, he can't he can't play right. It would probably be exposed in center, so he's well, really yeah, a he left fielder. Left.
1: Yeah, that's and that's where he played today. More. But again, he didn't really get challenged but right. he could still play second base so I mean we've done this argument a hundred times on the show where we talk about who's it seems like every question is like who's going to be a shortstop next year who's going to be the permanent right. shortstop you know for the next five years so we don't need to talk about that again but if you want to say it's not going to be Richie Palacios at second why not be Richie Palacios in left field
0: no, I think that's the only way to go. If he if you're not gonna play him at second base, which is the only spot in the infield he probably plays, mm-hmm. it's left field. And if you're protecting him as a second baseman, like you said, you're kind of out of room because the infield's already crowded with some guys that are good and some guys that are fringe guys, but if he's if he's an outfielder, you're right, that changes things. And I think I really think the only spot that it's gonna work with him right now is left field, if that's in Cleveland. Like maybe Maybe some other team can take him on as a second baseman. You get some trade value out of him, but mm. if he's got a future in Cleveland, it's almost assuredly in left field. But the problem is, like, you just don't really. I mean, you could play him in center, but I don't think you do it a lot, especially with Miles Straw anyway. But
1: yeah, and, and if people um, listen to this, you're kind of like, limited. Uh, if people have listened to my appearances over the months on this show, they'll probably say I'm switching sides now because I have said like I don't mind a guy like Adam Dunn who only hits home runs and strikes out a ton. And so like you have the Will Benson and the Oscar Gonzalez available. I think Palacios immediately jumps past both of those guys and you can expose both those guys to the rule five draft and not care if you have him. Well, and it's also
0: you know, exposed. So
1: yeah, but I mean, I, again, it, whatever <laughs> it's another year. It's been, he had a great season for the most part in 2021. I,
0: yeah, I'm still, I'm still not sure what they'll do with him, but I, I agree with you. I would, I would put Palacios ahead of him for sure. Would you? Would you put him ahead of Quan?
1: That I think is ceiling sire for sure. I, but the, I love Quan's defense, and I love him as a fourth outfielder. Uh, offensively, Palacios is better.
0: Really? Yeah, at least from, from, I, I feel no, like
1: okay. From what I've seen, I haven't seen Quan in, in a while. That's true. Okay. Well, Quan, not that it's a lot.
0: I think neither neither guy might be more than I mean, I don't know. Quan hit twelve home runs this year.
1: at Palacios has surprising power for his size. He does. He does. And I think
0: he but Kwan, yeah, Kwan added more power this year and he okay. swung and missed swung and missed the least amount of anybody in baseball. If you like look at swinging strike yeah. rate, he swung and missed the least amount of anybody in baseball this year. That's major leagues down to the minors. Nobody. He's always had less than him.
1: Yeah. He's always had that. And that's something I love as well. Like if you can have a well-rounded guy who can also hit that essentially, that's what I'm more comparing the two of them to Benson and Gonzalez. As far as a 2021, I would say even bench outfielder for the Indians.
0: Yeah. I don't know who's who's the better runner because like Palacio stole 20 bases just this year in uh, 23 chances and Quan only stole six in eight. So I, I, I feel odd. like Quan I, is, is the better I, runner.
1: I think Quan is faster, but Palacio is obviously more aggressive. That sounds like it. Yeah,
0: I mean, he walk and they both walk a ton. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I remember Palacios when they drafted him. I remember, I remember the, the kind of the the rub on him was, you know, he put up great college numbers. He walked more than he struck out and he hit the ball well, but people always thought that he beat up on inferior competition because he went to Towson and Towson wasn't like yeah, a, except, a big baseball school.
1: So, and that's like the kind of what we talk about in the AZL over the last few years where you've got like Miguel Jerez, uh, crushing it and Julian Escobedo and then they maybe don't play quite as well when they get up to the next level. But Palacios played like 10 games in Arizona and then he crushed Mahoney Valley and then he crushed Lake County and then he tore his uh, right uh, shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> he tore, or he separated his right shoulder and missed two straight years. Cause he missed 2019 for the injury. And then he missed 2020 for uh, missing 2020. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then uh yeah, so finally comes back uh this year. Still hitting. I yeah, like so like he's been incredibly impressive, and I think the fact that he they don't do that with hitters, they do it with pitchers sometimes where they'll bump him up level to level, but moving a hitter up three levels is crazy uh for the Indians.
0: Yeah, he skipped high A after not playing for two years yeah. and then Yeah. I, I I'm with you. I, I think Surprisingly, I mean, Kwan had more home runs this year, and I don't know if that's everything. Um, I mean, if you would have told me, if you would have told me before the year that Stephen Kwan was going to hit twelve home runs, I would have been stunned. You know, that's a lot of home runs for mm-hmm. a guy like him. Um, and I don't know that Palacios is ever going to hit that many. I mean, he hit seven.
1: I think so. so I mean,
0: maybe, maybe maybe they're both ten to twelve home run guys long term. Um, I think everyone's a thirty home run guy with- now. Close to it depends on what the you ball looks like next year. Yeah,
1: you can't you can't use uh, any more sticky stuff. I think everyone's going to be a thirty home run guy. In the future.
0: I don't know. So- something's going to be legal next year. I don't know what it'll be. Something will be legal, but spit hopefully. If it, oh jeez, Taylor <laughs> Perry coming back. All right. Um, I it don't works, know who. Man. I don't know. I I, I, I guess you got to get some some Bardol or some Crisco too. Is that going to be legal?
1: Yeah, uh, I just I don't understand why they don't just let him use pine tar. Let all their hats look like Julian Tavares,
0: <laughs> or uh, who was there? Steve Klein. Steve Klein always had that hat to look like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, I don't know. I guess the advantage with Kwan though is like you can you can play him in in the center field and right field and left field even though he's having that, like, a, I don't think he has a great arm, but it's better than Palacios. The only, it's the, only disadvantage yeah. to, the only disadvantage for Palacios is, like, he's really just a left fielder who can maybe play once in a while in center, and if you need to, you could probably put him at second base. Like, he has the ability. Yeah. but Yeah,
1: and I, th- I think the important part is that neither of these guys are as highly touted as Tyler Naquin and uh, Clint Frazier and Bradley Zimmer were. So...
0: And both almost really? certainly are. Well, I don't know. Colin <laughs> Ackerman did have a pretty good a 2021, I don't know. They both don't get might hope. be better major leaguers than that's than very Zimmer And, and yeah. it's
1: possible, but they also might not. Right. I'm gonna bring everyone down 24. today. <laughs> it's fall. People have
0: people have seasonal depression bad enough. I don't think you need to make it worse. Okay. I'll try. Um Yeah, I don't know. I guess those two are on even footing. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't prioritize Palacios over like Valera, Freeman, Rocchio, and La Vastita are like hundred percent concrete ads. Yeah. And then you talk it then you add in I don't know, probably Cody Morris. Like I don't see any way they wouldn't add Cody Morris.
1: Yeah, the problem with Cody uh, Morris is that he could fit in the bullpen for anybody. Uh, and I think he might that, fit in the bullpen for them, but, yeah, you're
0: 100% Yeah, right. next
1: year, whereas some of the other starters in, like, double A, maybe you can get away with uh, giving him another year. Right. So you
0: add him, and then you, if you add, like, you know, Connor Pilkington or one of the other lefties, then, yeah, space gets tight. So I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him – I wouldn't put Palacios or Quan for that matter over any of those other guys that we just talked about. So you almost have to clear an extra space. Um
1: yeah, that's fine. To
0: add one or two of them. Yeah, trade, yeah, I'm sure trade,
1: it could. Just they're gonna trade Jose Ramirez. It's okay. That's the space.
0: And that's the end of our show because I'm gonna fly to Arizona and <laughs> we're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna move to the we're next scorpions and Joe. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Jose, oh, someone asked about Jose Tana too. Jose Tena, you said he's had a, he's had a pretty good uh, showing for showing down there. It, uh, he's. I don't know what the normal age is for the Arizona Fall League I know there's like you can only have so many players down there that are have played below double A I know he he only played in double a in the playoffs uh, but he's 20 years old and he has only played in high a so the fact that he's like doing anything good down there is seems like it would be impressive as far as I guess yeah it looks like
1: go. uh they have seven players listed low a uh but ten is listed at Lake County.
0: Yeah, because he didn't actually play in double-A until the playoffs. That didn't count.
1: Yeah, but they start, they have seven players from low-A on the Scorpions. Oh, and oh, he's high-A. Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah.
0: So is he is he the youngest player there or no?
1: Oh, uh, you're going to make me do he's math. He's only 20. Uh, Maybe. Luciano's younger.
2: Is he only 19?
1: Uh, Luciano. Oh, this is a great birthday. Was born on September 10th,
0: 2001. Wow, okay.
1: Alright then. Yeah, it, Luciano is the youngest guy. But Tana's second. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, clearly Luciano was is really good. Because he saw what he did today and didn't know he was only 19. So, geez. <laughs> I mean, Tana's not going to get protected. But he's having a whale of a... I shouldn't say whale of a time. But he's doing pretty well down there. Which is good.
1: Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's weird because oh, like oh. he he's in that group with like Rocchio and Bracho, and definitely gets overlooked. Although I think he's moving up in the pack as far as people paying attention to him.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, we talked about what Damon Canseco Stubbs came in at at one day and kind of he well, I know he walked like four batters and then after that he was fine. Um, but it's the only time he pitched as far as I'm I'm aware. Or did he pitch a second time? Uh, pitch he's pitched he twice. pitched yesterday, too.
1: Yeah, he has two uh two point one innings over two appearances, one one hit, four walks, no runs. It's it's not I was paying attention
0: I was paying attention yesterday because they had the stat cast data because they played in Salt River for the first yeah. time. Um, nothing nothing on stat cast data really stood out about Cassetta Stubbs. He was only throwing 91-92. Pinto was a little more interesting. Pinto had uh, He was only throwing like 92, 93. He averaged about Mm -hmm. 92. Um, I know he had to blow up his first time out, but he struck out four in two innings and he threw four sliders and all four times. I'm sorry, four, he threw the four times that batters swung against the slider. They all missed.
2: Mm -hmm. I thought
0: that was interesting. So maybe he's, he's got something there. I thought Pinto was an interesting future bullpen arm after this year because he throws a lot of strikes, but, Again, he's somebody that they're probably not going to add because they can't afford the afford the space. But
1: he, I don't think you need to add him yet. I I feel like like again, we've talked about this before too, but it's like not these are the guys we focus on. So we go, oh this this guy's great, this guy's great. Look th- look at all these great guys. There's thirty teams and they all have great guys. So. Just because we're sure. focused in on these players doesn't mean they're all getting taken in the Rule Five Draft, and if one or two of them does, it, it, that's how that works. And, and I, I mm-hmm. am a hundred percent pro Rule Five Draft as well, because I hate it when they just stick the these guys. Yeah, I hate it when they stick these guys in AAA for way too many years. Like I, it, I don't love it for guys in like High A, but AAA guys for sure, because they just get stuck there forever in... How else can they get out of the organization until they become free agents? Like it's not, it's not fair to them to just sit there. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, and other teams also are going to have some roster issues too, as far as who they're going to having room to add certain prospects. So, you know, there are a lot of teams out there that are like Cleveland, where they're struggling to figure out who. Mm -hmm. Who they want to, who they can protect and who they can afford to, you know, lose if they expose them. So it might not be as bad as you think. Or if you leave someone unprotected, they get, they're they going to be taken automatically because they're good enough to be, but other teams might not have room for them either. So that can happen. Um, anything else on the AFL before we kind of, like, we don't have a lot to talk about in Instructs, but anything else in the AFL before we briefly
1: touch on Instructs?
0: No. Okay.
1: I will good, say good uh, on, on instructs the last time I went was last year I went to almost every game so I was scoring games and stuff and actually keeping stats Unfortunately, <laughs> I wasn't able to go to any games this year and if I had, I wouldn't have scored them and kept stats because like it doesn't one game doesn't mean anything there's no point in tracking that uh, so and and that's a tough thing so if you do end up seeing. And I and honestly, like luckily, the the gamecaster that I was using allowed you to end innings with less than three outs, and allowed you to have multiple <laughs> DHs and 15 players, because it's kind of meant to like score like adult softball leagues too and stuff like that, where they also don't really care about the rules. <laughs> but if you ever see any numbers or hits out of the instructs, it's all nonsense. It's 100 percent ridiculous. That they're. If you watch the games in person, you can see real things happen. But the numbers are all nonsense.
0: Yeah, like having two, D, two DHs or...
1: Well, even, like, they'll start the inning with innings. a runner... They'll start the inning with a runner on second because they want the pick... To, that's the, the pitching team's choice to start the inning with a runner on second because they want them to practice that. And then they'll... If they get outs too quickly, they'll go, oh, let's get four outs. I've even seen five out innings. Like... <laughs> They go, see, let's keep going. He didn't throw enough pitches. Let's keep going.
0: That that would make me want to go to an Instructs game that much more, because that just sounds fascinating. Like I'm very interested to see how that looks.
1: Well, and I'll say, like that's you, why I love spring training practices, because you watch the shortstop take 10 ground balls in a row. You can watch a game. He might not get a ball, or a third baseman might not get a ball. But if you watch the practice where they're hitting balls to him, you'll see them make error after error. You know, you can see who is efficient and who is not, because you're they don't necessarily know what's coming at them, but they're going to get a lot more ground balls than they would in a game. And you can really start judging defense based on that rather than games.
0: So like you said, what the time to go see maybe young players and prospects is either instructs or spring training. Yeah, I think that's good, and
1: uh, yeah, I'm hoping by next year we can actually just go and go to the old places where you used to be able to access, <laughs> rather than being stuck down the lines like we were all year, uh, this year and last year.
0: Yeah, you know, what's what's really annoying about, I know instructs is like, I wouldn't say it's secretive, but it's, you know, it's not something they, like you said, they don't score or track, but yeah. Um, the mayor, I don't know. I didn't see the Mariners doing it this year. And I've seen the brewers in the past. Um, we'll put out like lineups and box scores. And last year the Mariners were even tweeting out like exit velocity. So like when Julio Rodriguez was in instructs last oh, year, they were putting out the, the box score and like, they would have top exit velocity was one Oh nine today. And it's hard to hit ball. And I'm like, that's cool. Like that's, that's for your diehard fans or real prospect fans. Like that's stuff they want to see. And, I feel like for Cleveland and probably most teams really don't don't do that. So I feel like, yeah, like this year there wasn't be, even really a schedule.
1: No, and like last year, Emmanuel Classé was there because he was suspended, and right. so he was allowed to pitch an instruct. And it's like they don't acknowledge that it exists. Yeah, it, it might as well not be there.
0: Yeah, it's it's just really frustrating that I shouldn't say it's frustrating, but it's just it's what. One of those things I wish we kind of had more information on. It's yeah, interesting it, that some teams are, are willing to, you know, put some of that information out and other teams are like, no, we can't do this. Yeah.
1: Well. And I mean, like one of the coolest games I ever saw was in 2016, when the South Korean national team came and played a game against the Indians and Instructs and Danny Salazar was a starting pitcher as he was trying to rehab to get back for the world series. And it's like, where are you going to see this? <laughs> Right. This specific, they're playing with <laughs> Korean. They literally, the game balls were Korean baseballs, and it was like you're never going to see that combination of things in a baseball game and unless it doesn't count.
0: I I remember this specifically because I tweeted this picture today. Um, somebody somebody had a picture of Ryan Merritt pitching at Instructs in 2016. Because he was trying to stay loose for the, Mm -hmm. you know, keep his arm ready for the ALCS, which eventually he was called upon. Um, So that dude was pitching in instructs. And then literally a week later, five years ago today, was on the mound for Cleveland, pitching him into the world series. Like that's crazy to think that you, a week ago, you could have gone to Arizona and just saw that guy pitching on a backfield to a bunch of 19 year olds. And then a week later he's in Toronto and he helped them clinch the pennant. Like that's, Mm-hmm. Where, like you said, where else are you going to see that?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you went today, you could have seen uh, Angel Lavastida.
0: yes, Angel Lavastida, a player that uh, we didn't know existed until I don't know five hours ago, three and hours. And I will three, say, three, I, three I, no,
1: I haven't, I haven't seen confirmation of whether it was Angel Martinez or Brian Lavastida, or if they've somehow managed to converge both their bodies together to make one super player.
0: So that's why they're being so secretive, because there's some weird science experiments going on in Goodyear. That's why they don't share this. Because they've got a bunch of weird science experiments going on. You figured it out.
1: So okay. Like, uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm literally searching?
0: searching. The centipede man?
1: Uh, oh. The, oh, the he human was centipede. centipede. <laughs> no, I'm, li- I'm looking up uh, Angel vestida to see uh, how many people... Are coming, is it. that a real and, person? And somebody did respond to you, uh, saying like they were joining together to become one person. <laughs> I mean, La-
0: I Martinez is a good defensive second baseman. He runs well, and,
1: and brian does everything else. Well, steals all the bases.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Martinez is a switch hitter. So sure, why not? That's sure. That would be a great combination. Um, I'm I'm pretty certain it's got to be Brian Lavastia, because he normally wears number eleven, and I saw on the bench they had uh, uh, Angel Martinez, so they probably didn't mix that up. So okay, that for sure. So if you don't know, if you don't know we're talking about if you if you didn't see this, so uh, the only reason we even had this lineup is because tech, the Texas another team that promote that pushes some of their instructs uh, content on Twitter is a Texas Rangers. So Cleveland was playing the Texas Rangers today in instructs. Um, and they tweeted the lineups and the lineup had a player named uh, Angel Lavastida playing second base, hitting third for Cleveland. And I was like, well, that can't be right because Brian Lavastita is not a second baseman. And uh, there's definitely nobody named Angel Lavastida in, in the system. But, upon further review if they have angel Martinez on the bench listed I'm I'm forced to believe that yeah that's 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 Brian Lavastita playing second base at in instructs and that is fascinating because he was a college third baseman I know they've tried him out at first base uh in practice like practices so that's uh, a new position for him if he and, and anybody could play anywhere in, in spring and in instructs like
1: yeah, yeah I mean, weird. even in the in the A.Z.L. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Mikhail Ramirez. Uh, played, played second base.
0: base. He played second oh, base geez. a couple
1: games. Uh, and, and it was like we just need to get a guy in there. And uh, this is very important. When I searched for Angel Lavastida, uh, back in 2014 uh the 16 year old brian lavastita tweeted if i get 10 favorites or seven retweets i will put up a picture of me jordan angel and family in underwear uh he has seven likes on that i mean how many people we have listening to this if we can get uh three more (laughs) likes on that we can get uh, brian lavastita in his underwear
0: That's a deep cut for this podcast. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm going there. I mean,
1: if I retweet that thing right now, I feel like we can get a like on it's it. It's going to get some likes. You're right. Yeah, it might.
0: Well, if that's your thing, uh, then... You know,
1: don't let your children you. tweet when they're 16. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. If, if we had Twitter when
0: I was 16, it would have been...
1: Would oh, have been yeah. Banned. We had uh, MSN Instant Messenger, and luckily, I think all that's been deleted from the internet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I had MySpace, and yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, that's definitely good. Glad that's gone.
1: Oh, no, MySpace so, is still there, I think.
0: Yeah, but all the content's gone. I've tried okay. to recover mine. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, so, okay, yeah, Brian LaVastita played second base. But that doesn't – playing second base, I mean, it could mean something, but it, it could mean nothing because
1: what think, Nolan Jones
0: played, nothing. like – Well, yeah, because Nolan Jones played, like, an inning of first base this year, and – he played yeah. like half, half his games in the outfield, if even less than that. And he played outfield and first base like exclusively in instructs last year, didn't he? I,
1: yeah, he was you know, right field and first base generally. But I mean, on Laveza, like they have two catchers in the entire system who are anywhere near ready. They're not going to take one of them and put him at second base where they have forty-seven thousand prospects. It makes no sense at all. So, yeah, he he might have played there today, but who cares?
0: Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking that there's been some catchers recently who've done both in the majors. Um, I don't think it was Will Smith. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Maybe it was somebody who played for the the Reds.
1: Living that life, some consider a myth. and sounds. Yes, sweet. one, two, fifth.
0: One, two, fifth. Don't test me on Will Smith. Women need to tease me. <laughs> Give it to me now, nice. Give it to he's... me now, nice. Or you could just make this a whole. Oh, this
1: is this is going to be a great show now. It just switched. It just got good. <laughs> this just got real. It just switched. I just, I just, it just switched. Turn it over and flip it. About to get. We're
0: about, we're about to get jiggy with it. I already did that. Okay, okay so I... who was a cow farmer? Maybe Kyle farmer. I don't know. Has done, has done both Kyle Farmer for the Reds? So Kyle Farmer has, has caught 90 innings in the major leagues, and he's played first, second, third, and short for the Reds. And he's I mean, played this, shortstop fairly really well.
1: This could be part of their plan to have everyone play every position every game. I mean, you could be Justin Tool and do nine and nine, but what if you had nine do nine and nine?
0: So everybody plays a different position every yeah, game, like every inning. Any, any, yeah. Oh yeah, come in. Let's I do think it.
1: they could do it. Let's get Gabriel Arias, Owen Miller. I mean, we could figure this thing out.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Gabriel Arias could do it. Did Will Smith play second base? Am I crazy? Okay, yeah, no, Will Smith played third base.
1: That was uh, Will Ferrell.
0: An- oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Will Ferrell <laughs> had that great spring training career.
1: I never got to see him. I, I don't. He didn't come to Goodyear. It was unfortunate. I wish I would could have <laughs> been part of it. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: oh, and then, and then there's Tony Walters. Tony Walters has done both.
1: Yeah, we talked about that last episode that I was on.
0: Right. So if you if you have a guy <laughs> on your roster who can who can catch and play at like another position, I don't know why not. Like Tony Walters has played catcher and second base in the majors. Like he's got yeah he's got two thousand over two almost three thousand innings at catcher in the majors. He's got thirty nine at second and. Uh, but the, a, a few, a third, somewhat
1: short. Yeah, yeah. So the problem—it's I mean, lo- a couple of days. The problem logistically is almost always what you need is your catcher is day to day. Your backup is starting. You need a guy who could potentially jump into that position. You don't need a guy who could jump into second base. They've got guys who can do that. So it'd be more valuable to have like well, a right I'm fielder.
0: What if that would allow you to carry three catchers? Like you could have Lavista, yeah. and He could, play. yeah. So you could do, yeah. That would be fine. I don't know. It could, like, it, like you said, it it could mean. It probably means nothing, but it's interesting to talk about because it's October and it's different. I mean, That's I right. remember the one. Okay, when when the instructs out, rosters came out, uh, and Kenzie Noel was listed as an outfielder. You know, just for fun.
1: Again, yeah. I haven't seen that. I think that would be a terrible idea. But
0: <laughs> why? You you think, he's I'm a... pretty sure you said Yankinsky can pitch.
1: I don't recall that, but possibly. Uh, no, I like him as a third baseman, and he's a very good defensive first baseman. I don't see why he you mess with. Third, him. He can
0: probably put. Well, no. you're saying you wouldn't put you wouldn't put him in the outfield.
1: I just don't understand why you need to mess around with this stuff. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. No, it's, I would it's
0: instructs. I, Everybody plays I, everywhere. Just see what happens, yeah, see how I can do that,
1: Yeah, that is fine in Instructs. I, I think he's gonna slow down. I can't imagine he's gonna stay as fast as he is right now. Sure. It's, he's huge.
0: Right. No, I mean that's 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 why they call him Big Young Kenzie Noel. John Kenzie Noel.
1: Oh, I thought we called him the jonky.
0: The jonky? Oh. Well, they call Harold Ramirez Big Harold, and i got to say, I don't think Big Harold's bigger than Kenzie Noel. I'm going to
1: look what up right now. What do you Noel's listed at? Uh, I, I'm seeing if they updated his numbers. Oh, no. six one one 180. There is no way. He's bigger I'm than that. <laughs> I'm bigger well, than 180. Harold Her-
0: Her- yeah. Ramirez is listed at 5'10", 232. I would say that Noel is
1: probably bigger than that. Well, obviously, he's... Uh... Man, I I swear this guy's six <laughs> four. I think I think
0: he's at least six two. He's taller than I, I am. I, I, remember, I, I have here. a
1: the 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 metric I was going off of is I have a picture of him standing next to Darren Sanfiliz. Darren San Feliz is listed at six two. He's a minimum two inches taller than Darren San. <laughs> and he's so, definitely not one hundred
0: eighty pounds.
1: Yeah, I these these are sixteen year old numbers. Like they're. Yeah. It's not even remotely accurate. I agree. So and Harold Ramirez is
0: 510 230. So let's say Noel is probably six at least two twenty, maybe two thirty. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. So if we call yeah. Big Harold, if we call Harold Ramirez Big Harold, you have to call. The big junk you're right, Big Junkie. It could be like pronk, but that's DJ. That's
1: kind of what I was going on.
0: Look at that. I got one of your jokes finally. Okay. It's a good day. I mean, September nineteenth. I got him, one. Of Joe's I've been jokes. calling him
1: "junkie" for like three years, but <laughs> <laughs> <If you get laughs> well, now I get it.
0: Now I get it. it. took It took three years. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's that's all we have on on the instructs. Really, nothing else going on there. I mean. It's a, uh, it's like area 51 in good year for instructs. You're not allowed to find out what it is because they're splicing together players like Angel Martinez and, and Brian LaMestida. <laughs> La You're not allowed to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, I know we talked about it briefly, like when, when the season actually ended, but um, I kind of want to do a, a little bit of a wrap up on, on each affiliate this year. So ACL was weird this year, or the Arizona complex league versus the Arizona fall or Arizona rookie league, whatever it was before. Um, a little bit different this year because you had a lot of guys down there that should have probably played in 2020 or, and they mm-hmm. didn't. So you had some of them there and you had some of the new guys. So um, anybody we haven't mentioned previously, maybe that did make it there this year that not from the 2021 class, because we know, you know, Connor Cox and, A couple of pitchers made some debuts, but anybody that you, you for sure think that um, stood out or anybody that you were surprised that they weren't much, they weren't better than they were.
1: I I feel like we covered this a bit, but Dion Frias, obvious, uh, great. He was a great Walker in the Dominican and now he's a great hitter. In addition to being a great Walker, Luis Durango is an, a new speedster that I can follow uh, since Gabriel Mejia has been gone for so long. Uh, oh, yeah. Then the, the disappointment was really Samuel Vasquez. Uh, the, the entire pitching staff was awful, but I had high hopes for Samuel Vasquez after seeing him in uh, extended spring back in the day uh, in 2019. And uh, I believe he got hurt in 2019, and then he just really was wild this year.
0: Oh yeah 833 ra and uh yeah, yeah 23 walks and 27 innings that'll do it yeah
1: well but like I, I would go to these games and maybe this is just the games I went to, but it seemed like he would get two outs walk the next six guys and then get pulled from the game and I mean essentially that's what happened today for the the uh, desert dog starter. <laughs> he came in and gave up two home runs and
0: <laughs> that was it
1: uh, four runs total I think in the first inning and then got pulled. Uh, you know, so it happens Did sometimes, you... but Vasquez was really disappointing.
0: I think I might've asked about him the first time around, but Jordan Brown was a guy we had ranked previously. And he's, is he pretty much uh, a non story now, Jordan Brown? I think I was
1: against ranking him individual <laughs> originally because you guys like to rank on like, I don't know what other people are saying or you guys watch a lot of video. I like to wait until I see them in person and they start accruing some real stats. And Jordan Brown had one of the worst starts I've ever seen in 2019. And he just didn't really do anything that impressed me this year either. So I, I'm i not going to disparage him uh, any worse than that. But I'm also not going to lift him up. Like there, there were guys who were legitimately impressive like Junior St. Quentin and, and Durango and...
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate going just off of stats, but Junior San Quentin, at least stats wise, like I think you might have mentioned this before too. He he was really good, and then at the end of the season, he just kind of fell apart. The,
1: the, oh, oh yeah, the last couple of weeks are terrible. But I mean, he he has that power, and he was great defensively at first base, which was uh, not necessarily a surprise. I feel like a shortstop should be able to play first base, but that's not like. Switching from short to second, right? You know, that's a completely different. But he's definitely not a short style of play. Anymore. So I, I give him credit. No, I give him credit for being able to make that yeah. jump over to to first, and he did play third base a couple of times. But I think he's first base forever now. Yeah,
0: if he's that big, Skilling so Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Skilling Skilling Rodriguez had a good end of the season. I don't think he played so, much at the beginning, but he, he ended well.
0: So we should say that, what, Skilling Rodriguez and Luis Durango and Junior San Quentin and Diane Frias are all, all guys to look for in Lynchburg next year, what you're saying? Yeah. That's fair. Uh, do you see much of Isaiah Green? And, and nobody's signing a Carson Tucker. Oh, I don't yeah. know what they're going to do with Carson
1: Tucker. I'm sure he'll be – I don't know I'm if assuming... Carson Tucker will go back. That finger thing, whatever it was. And I mean, like this year was so weird. Uh, it's like, I, I really don't understand how they couldn't have a a regular spring training this year. Even if they said no fans, you know, at practices, which they did do. They, they had no fans at practices. That's fine. Why did you have to delay all these things and mess with extended spring training and stuff like that. And I feel like next year, maybe you go back to the normal schedule of having extended spring training. If you can get Carson Tucker back and extended, then there's no reason he can't jump to Lynchburg to start the season. You know, he gets oh, a full season. The, well, the
0: season's supposed to start. The season will start on, and uh, still in April next year, I think, won't it?
1: Yeah. So the, the, uh, if we go back to normal scheduling, he should be able to play all of spring training. Uh, all those games and then play an extended mm. and then by May be in Lynchburg instead of waiting until June and coming back to Arizona. Cause they oh, play I see what you're saying. Yeah. extended goes May through June. And that was always a great way to get these guys who were hurt or whatever, you know, just not up to speed. It was a, a way to get them back up to speed and then jump them up to the next level. Now we've never had no Mahoning Valley and a full extended season, right. so we'll see. Uh, next year will be the first time that happens.
0: Yeah, more stupid stuff. Reason having having short season really would have helped a lot of these guys this year. Like, let, let, we can move on to Lynchburg too, because like we talked before about how someone like uh, Gabriel Rodriguez would probably have benefited from short season or. Um, Elect, well, I don't know, Planez probably should have gone to low a, but maybe not, I don't know. But like, I feel like those guys might have benefited from having a short season to start off with. Because they were,
1: I don't want to say they are overmatched, but they, they clearly... Wait, but they were, that whole struggled. team was ripped out of the gates, killing things. Right? If I remember well, right, them, they, like, they had okay. a great first couple months.
0: They Well, they had a, first, they had a good first week because they played a terrible team in Fredericksburg because the Nationals have no pitching in their system. And they have very, well, I shouldn't say have none. But they have very few pitching, little pitching in their system. And yeah, Angel Martinez and Mike Capriz and and Noel and um Andres Melendez and, and a couple other guys were hit, and Will Bartlett, like we're hitting the crap out of the ball to start the season. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Rodriguez and Planes were really good in, in the early going. It took a while for, Planez to pick it up, and I don't think Martinez or, or I'm sorry, Rodriguez ever really picked it up outside of like no a week here and there. But yeah, there were a bunch of guys with the crap out of the ball, but that was Noel who was just obviously special, and Prees, who was twenty three playing in high A because or low A yeah. because he didn't have a pro season yet. And then Yeah, a couple other guys got off to a good start. So I don't know. I, I just I think those guys would have benefited benefited from a, a short season stop to start.
1: Not possibly. I mean, but you, at this point, you just got to get used to the new reality. Yeah. Yeah, so Lynchburg, I would say, I
0: don't know, Planez had a decent year. He wouldn't say he had a great year. I mean, he walked 13 times in 103 games. That's not great. Um, Andres Melendez struck out a crap ton. But he was he hit the ball well and uh I think he took a lot of walks, which is which is good. Will Bartlett hit a bunch of home runs, what went back to Arizona because he got hurt and then we never heard from him again. That sunk. And oh Petey Halpin got there. Petey Halpin might have been oh. I don't know if he was the most impressive no. player there, but he was no. oh. Who <laughs>
1: we can't talk about that.
0: Why not? It's against the rules. It's against the rules. There's too many PD Halpin fans. Is that what you're saying? We
1: can't talk about him anymore.
0: Okay. All right. Let it be known. This is this is Joe. Joe doesn't want to talk about PD Halpin anymore. Not me. So for those I'm trying who are to PD comment fans the uh,
1: hatred and outrage on Twitter. <laughs> so Joe, Joe
0: is putting a moratorium on on, on talking about Cleveland's. Uh, Cleveland's favorite son, Cleveland prospect, favorite <laughs> son. He's putting a moratorium on it. Uh, uh. Oh yeah, Jonathan Rodriguez was was pretty good at Lynchburg last yeah, year. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not really. He, I was I was excited about yeah. him for the draft, and uh, he'll be 22 in in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what you, you did not mention? You didn't mention Jorge Burgos. Jorge Burgos was really good at, at Well,
1: that's because Lynchburg. he started – I was thinking about the beginning of Lynchburg's season, but, yeah, he uh, – Yeah. He was one of the great ones from the ACL this year. And it was – I wonder if They chose him instead of, I guess, A-Green or uh, Luis Drango. But I think he made it work very well, so they chose correctly.
0: I'm sure any one of those guys. I don't know. wasn't Isn't Durango a little bit younger than Burgos? Maybe. <laughs> Not memorizing. Well, Burgos is, is 19. Durango. I thought maybe Durango was a year
1: younger. They're They're both 2019 signings.
0: Oh, okay. Um, did you end up seeing any of the pitchers from the draft this year? Oh yeah.
1: Uh, Davenport. Who? Did you, who? Abney. Um, Dion. Who,
0: which are, oh yeah, that's right, because I know you saw, well, Dion at the last week, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I saw Dion, uh, Abney, and Davenport, and at this point it was long enough ago that I, <laughs> rolling them all in my head Which, which together. of
0: them was, which of, which of them was most impressive, and which of them was, I want to say least impressive, but maybe wasn't as, as, Good as you thought they were going to be. Oh,
1: they were all fantastic. I believe Dion was the most dominant, but he was the last one to come all up. College
0: kids playing a bunch yeah. of teenagers.
1: Yeah, they all uh, they all rocked it. Um, I'm trying to remember. This is very important. Uh, Davenport has the best hair.
0: Yeah, not, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that by any means. Yeah, Abney
1: was the first one I saw. I, I, I'm looking back through stuff. Uh, a- Abney has the mustache. I'm not a big fan of the mustache without a beard. Uh, sidearming righty. Yeah, Dion was the best uh, overall pitcher of the three. But he was well, the last Abney one to come up.
0: Abney probably had the mustache because he needed to have yeah. something interesting about him. Because uh, who who is really interested in a guy named Alaska? Like, I mean, he he's almost...
1: <laughs> I, I've loved Sidearm Underarmers, uh, uh, Submariners forever, and he's like getting there. As <laughs> far he's definitely full Wait. Sidearm. He's getting to that uh, mean, Submariner level.
0: Does that mean you were a big fan of Adam Simber?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about before that though. Oh, but I'll okay. I'll definitely do a Simber. Okay. It's just such a weird thing. Uh, uh, I I feel like it should be more difficult to hit than it is. Maybe that was in Moneyball, if you don't remember, and it didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: the uh, the Chad, Chad Bradford. Bradford thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I like Chad Bradford. cost.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the first time I ever saw him, and it was like, I don't understand why this isn't working. <laughs> 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 that, that that was always my thing of it. I, was, I, I always felt like this should be working and it's not. I don't I don't get it. Uh, and so definitely, even like Aaron Pinto is like kind of we we talked about him earlier, but he's kind of a three corner guy, but he's a real compact delivery, and I feel like it should be more effective. Kellen Kel Roll was one where they he just got cut, right?
0: Uh I mean, well, Kellen Roll
1: got cut because he basically got the yips. Okay, but he was another one with that, that, that release point that he was, was like really sl- interesting. Uh, and yeah, he got cut uh, earlier this offseason.
0: Yeah, he would like sling it. He was almost like, a, I don't know how to describe it, but it was basically like a, sl- like a slingshot. Yeah, from the left side. It was So weird. essentially
1: what I'm saying is you shouldn't uh, take uh, anything I say about pitchers seriously. <laughs> Because you were a
0: big fan of guys who are no longer. <laughs> because everybody I like
1: uh, ends up being terrible,
0: <laughs> except for Jonny.
1: No, he's not a pitcher.
0: Oh, you're saying pitchers only? Okay.
1: Yeah, no, you're I safe. can. I, I'm. I'm better at evaluating hitters and and fielders for sure than than pitchers. It was never a strong suit for me.
0: No, oh, well, that's good because we're, we're exact opposites in that way then.
1: Yeah, I feel, that, hitters, no. I feel bad for the guys. I feel bad for the guys I've talked up over the years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: have to watch for that next year. Uh, that that opening week you were referencing, by the way, in, in Lynchburg this year, I went back to look. So they scored 16 runs on opening night. They scored 19 runs the second night. They scored eight runs on Thursday, seven on Friday, seven on Saturday, and eight on Sunday. So that their their lowest. Okay, and then the next two games they scored 10 and eight. So they scored seven runs or more in the first uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games.
1: Yeah. And I want to and say it's, didn't allow more than three. Yeah. I wanted to say it was all junky, but uh, it was a team effort.
0: Yeah, let's see. I want to go back to the box score real quick. Cause I'm really <laughs> curious. I know. I know Curry pitched opening night for them. Yeah. Mike Caprice at home run opening night. Planez did Noel did. Noel had four, had three hits the first night, and uh, uh, Jonathan Rodriguez had three hits and a home run. Curry pitched five, four shutout innings. No, no shock.
1: Well, and that's uh, I the mean, second night,
0: the second night Noel hit another home run, and he hit, or I'm sorry, no, he had three hits but no home runs, and Will Bartlett hit a homer, and Corey Holland, Corey Holland, the second night had four hits. Uh, I think there was one game this year where Corey Holland had four steals too.
1: Okay, I missed that one. But uh, yeah, you had a good point in that they were playing the same team over and over again, which is another really weird oddity of this season where at all the minor league levels above uh, the ACL, they would play the same team like six games in a row. They would do like a home road thing. And And so you did get some weird, bad matchups because of that. Right. Let's see.
0: Yordis Valdez stole two bases in the game early on. Daniel Spino made his debut that week. Yeah, here's Corey Holland. Uh, May May eighth, the Hellcats beat the Nationals seven to one, and Corey Holland went one for three with two walks and stole four bases. And Valdez scored two more or stole two more. That's insane. That, that first week I want to say there was a game where Noel had four hits. I can't remember what game it was, but he had four hits in a game. And and none of the four hits were home runs, I think.
1: How many hits? He's an opposite field guy. I we've we've hit this before. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about the man um, before. Believe it or not. Yeah. And then and then Lynchburg's
0: season kinda of took a dive. Like uh Noel was there for a while and then he got hurt, came back, got hurt again, and then he was up in Lake County. Um but, like, after – after I feel like after Daniel Espino and Sabian Curry got promoted from Lynchburg to Lake County, like, their season just kind of completely fell apart. They didn't have a lot of pitching to kind of save them, and you had guys like uh, – I don't know, you had guys struggling down there like Gabriel Rodriguez and Angel Martinez kind of fell apart, And mm-hmm. even though he had a good year. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who they send there next year. Like, you, I'm sure a lot of a lot of the 2021 draft picks will probably start there, and then you'll have, like you said, you'll have Isaiah Green, you'll have Jorge Burgos, or maybe you'll have Carson yeah, Tucker Quentin. at some point. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, San Quentin.
1: Um, hmm. I, I think. I mean, I, I'm else? always sitting around waiting for the next round of cuts because there's there's so many guys who are kind of aging yeah. out of the system at, at the young levels. You know, like they're, t- they're 20 years old already and they're not out of Arizona yet.
0: Yeah, what do you, what do, you do with like Richard Paz? Richard P- uh, Paz or Paz? Well, yeah, and that's like, the thing. Like really he well could, and...
1: he had a good season, but it's like it's too late. You can't – it doesn't matter that you had a good season because you probably had the good season because you were so much older than everyone else.
0: Well, who's who's catching in Lynchburg
1: next year? Like who – who well, caught yeah, in, so they, in Arizona. They, they might, yeah, they might keep those guys around, but they're not long-term solutions. But I mean, so Seth, uh, the two undrafted free agents, uh, Seth Cadell and Zach Fascia, I never saw either of them play, so they could be next year. So
0: they'll probably catch in low A or in Lynchburg. I don't know. Because like, I'm Warrior looking at the anchor by who caught there. And okay, Victor Planchart. Like, are you sending Victor Planchar? Are you sending Richard Paz to 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 Lynchburg next year?
1: I mean, yeah, they've done they've absolutely done filler guys before uh, at catcher, so that wouldn't be surprising. Or guys who just like we need somebody is to play this right? position. But they they also are trying yeah. to move Cesar Drogo and Jonathan Lopez to catcher.
0: Oh, so Jonathan Lopez is catching? That wasn't a mistake. That was actually happening.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah, so th- there are, I mean, there's guys that are trying to move around. I There's just, like I said when we were talking about La vestida like there's nothing to get excited for it, it, essentially yeah. in the system beyond Naylor and uh, La Vastita. So you don't want to take away the only thing you have going for you, a catcher.
0: So you're telling me that you didn't go to Instructs or I'm sorry, Amazon O'Fall today to watch 23-year-old Mike, or 24-year-old Michael
1: Andidas to catch? Uh, He pinch hit for the DH.
0: Definitely his strong suit is, is hitting. Yes. He right.
1: ground into a double play and then hit a single. That is the entire report. So I think the I report's coming up for the podcast, but.
0: I did see, oh, he already played in low A this year, but I did see a, a video highlight of Michael Rodriguez catching Gavin Williams and instructs, and he threw out a runner at second base and, his uh, his pop time was really good, but I realized Michael Br- Ramirez is 22 and yeah, um, he's fine. He was playing in ACL and lowe this year.
1: Yeah, he's fine. It's just so he's one of those not older guys. So
0: yeah, there's no catchers going to uh, Lynchburg next year. That's interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, we know the pitchers. I don't know. I don't know who's going to go there pitching wise. Like you might see some of the 2021 21 draft picks. I don't know. You said there wasn't a lot of pitchers that were really good well, in the yeah, complex talk, league this talking
1: year, so. about talking about cuts. It's like I, I think on the like the MVP thing. I I named Ward Cullen Vasquez the top pitcher, but like he's on. He's going to he go. He could be close to being out. Mike Garcia is probably going to get cut. Uh, Dalla Noboa might get cut. Steven Perez, like these guys, have been around forever at this point. It, it's like five years, and they're still in Arizona. Like. You have to move yeah. on at some point. So, yeah, I think all of the drafted players from 2021 will probably jump up to Lindsberg, and then they can just bring in a new crop of guys from the DSL and see if they can do it. Who
0: weren't great? To either. Arizona. Yeah. Well, no, there, there we was, Cleveland does not.
1: There were like two or three. Austin Aldiano, uh Who else was good? Uh, they, they were like Jahan uh, Batista and, Green, Navarro. and I think Tiago co Yeah. Yeah, so there's like five guys, maybe, who are decent. So bring those guys up and we'll figure it out.
0: They had a guy in the DSL named Bienvenido Polanco, and it's just an interesting name. He probably yeah, that was one it, of my headlines
1: one that day. That
0: was a fun name. You know that means right, because you were trying to teach me French, yes.
1: You no, know Spanish. No, it's not. Oh, no, what, what does it mean? <laughs> what He's is welcome.
0: It mean? I, I, oh, welcome, okay. So
1: his name is Welcome Polanco. I mean, if you want to go through the whole system, they <laughs> had a guy named... Juan Zapata, which is I love because it sounds Juan sounds like one, and Zapata would be a shoe, like because Zapatas are shoes.
0: <laughs> Tell me that, so, yeah.
1: So his name did, is one Shoes. So so I I definitely like that. Uh, one of the guys playing today in Arizona, his name was Casas, which is like your name is Houses. Mm. I don't understand. Yeah, Tristan Houses. <laughs> how, how was your last name Houses? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whatever they adopted, and I think Tristan Casas is an American-born player. I don't know. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just learning right. le- learning Spanish is just fun uh, to see how many of them are actual real words. We
0: didn't even. It's it's an hour ten. We should get to some questions hour fifteen, but um, we didn't even get to. Uh, the story about how minor leaguers are going to get housing for the major league teams. Finally, after overdue. Oh, Um, the only question on that is, is are are the major league teams going to give them a stipend or are they going to actually provide the housing? Like that's,
1: I don't know. That's my, that's my real question. Tell you what happened in Arizona. (laughs) Uh, Across the street from the Indians development complex, they built an apartment building and they house all of their low A players there the the Indians borrowed money from the city of Goodyear to build that as far as I'm aware the only teams that have done that are the Royals I think the Royals Rangers and Indians are the only ones that have done that in Arizona to this point for the low-A guys and and so essentially they built the housing I think it's free for them
0: I will say yeah I will say that it's probably not going to happen that way in the other affiliates because a I think we know that Goodyear is going to be Cleveland's spring training complex for, like, a long time. I'm pretty sure they're not leaving anytime soon.
1: Yeah, they both signed 20-year
0: um, leases. Right, so it made sense for them to go ahead and build that now. But Lake County or Lynchburg or you know, wherever, they, they may not have that long there. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, they're not going to build. There may not be any room to There might have been room to build in Amazon. There's probably no room oh, to yeah, build. Oh, yeah, there's t- tons of room. <laughs> right, but not out here.
1: Yeah. But I, all of so the spring training complexes do good, that. Except for Tempe. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tempe and um, Maryvale are kind of in cities, but most of the rest of them are, are out there enough. That's what, like, surprise is where the Royals and Rangers are. They were able to do a similar thing, I believe. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I know the AFL teams put them up in hotels, like long-stay hotels.
0: Uh, I I don't, I don't know what they're going to do for this. My My... I would not be surprised. I think that's the wrong thing to do. My, my guess would be they'll give them a stipend for housing. They won't provide them. if they it, Really what they should be doing is they should, the team should be going out looking for leases for X amount of apartments uh, with two bedrooms in, in each city yeah. and have that ready for players to move into when they get assigned. And then if guys get promoted or demoted they have somewhere to go. Um, well, yeah, I, I would say in,
1: in a situation like 2020 where you're going you want to create this minor league bubble uh which they didn't tr- they didn't end up doing but they talked about doing like this is the perfect situation because you own the apartment building like it's only your people in there well right and you, mean, know, and so you know so that made more sense to me and obviously you can't do that everywhere uh I, I went i went to a salt uh salt lake bees game uh, a couple years ago and we parked in somebody's driveway. <laughs> they were literally selling like parking in their driveway because it's so built up around that stadium. There's no way you could do that there. So I do understand that it's not possible everywhere. I mean, right. you know, but it I is, mean, that would it, be, it is in some places. That would be a good
0: idea for Cleveland. If they, if they could do that, think about it. You could have the housing there. It's cost-controlled because you own it. And mm-hmm. if ever, if it ever happens where... You know, Cleveland decides they don't want to be affiliated with Lynchburg anymore. They don't want to be affiliated with Akron anymore. And they, they moved to a different city. They could sell that. I'm sure somebody will buy it.
1: Yeah. And I, and I believe the house so, I lived, when I lived in Akron, I think that house sold for about $10,000. So uh, they could buy a few of those up.
0: They could just buy up on, by the campus. You're right. That would be, that'd be great. Yeah, that's
1: where I lived. I'm sure that would go well. <laughs> It's right. I mean, the campus I mean, is most, right next to the stadium. It is. My, one of, it is. my my business school was like a block away from Canal Park. I
0: when I was in college, I parked at the parking garage and I I went down to games from parking in the parking garage. So yeah, no, it's, I can, yeah. But yeah, they I, I think they're going to wind up giving them a stipend. I think that's that's gonna, the way it's going to go. I, I if I had to guess, some maybe some teams will build something or they will get a contract mm-hmm. with a, with an apartment. I would, but I would guess it'll be a stipend, which is to me is the wrong thing to do if they don't, the one thing you shouldn't do to these players is ask them to play in a city they've never been in and um, focus on baseball and development and being better and nutrition and working out and then say, oh, you have to figure out where you're going to live for the next six months or if you're going to stay in this apartment for six months and if you get moved up, you got to pay another lease because you got you're no longer in this apartment, but you're in a new uh,
1: one. well, but um, I see that. Just but maybe, before they're, living? yeah, you're almost talking about like a legal thing. Like if they if the lease was through the team rather than through the players, I, I see what you're saying.
0: Right, just take uh, that but, burden. If you if you give them the money, yeah. that's fine, but but the money still forces them to spend time and effort on doing and finding somewhere to live where they'd be better off. The team would be better off by these players focusing their efforts on being better if players. You, if, and, if you and, give a
1: guy $6 million as a signing bonus or something like that, and he goes and buys a $500,000 house. Now he just can pocket that stipend. I think that would be.
0: Well, that, that would be that's great, but. That was my about initial thought. Organization.
1: Yeah, that was my initial thought of, of why you would do something like that is yes, you're helping that guy exist. Uh you know, live. I, but the, yeah, for the other guys it would make more sense to have I and the the whole extended stay hotel thing stinks. I and I know the Indians have been better than that. Uh, other teams do that, not the Indians. As far as I'm aware. Uh just over yeah. overhearing gossip.
0: I'm just guessing. That's what will happen, though, is they'll do a stipend. They won't actually secure a lease for the team. And I wish
1: probably maybe, maybe
0: I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will. Maybe some will, I mean, and some look, won't. Look at how much money the, that's what they would do.
1: Look at how much money they spent on like that Dominican Summer League Academy
0: over a million dollars. Yeah,
1: right. And they created that beautiful campus, and they're actually supposedly teaching these kids. Like they have a high school there, and, and they're like right. helping these kids. So I, I don't. Uh, you don't need to call the Indians cheap for their minor league activities. You want to call them cheap for the major league stuff, whatever. But uh I feel like I'm they've done pretty that. that's
0: that's a good yeah. investment for sure. That's a good investment.
1: But But I feel like they've done pretty well for the minor league guys, so I'm not I am I'm aware that there's there was some stuff coming about, about Oakland. what Oakland well, was, was the real bad, bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, Oakland
0: was bad. Um yeah, I mean Kieran Lovegrove, you know, I mean he spoke out a lot this yeah. year about a lot of different things. And, and one of them was housing with the angels and how bad they were. And I remember the one article he did with ESPN, he specifically mentioned how much better it was in Cleveland. So clearly yeah. they're not as bad as, uh, you know, it seemed like Los Angeles who has way more money than, than the Cleveland franchise does. And they're, they're worse at that. So clearly they're much better. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. And I know I one way it, it makes that. more sense to give them a, to give a place to live rather than the stipend.
1: Uh, yeah, I know one way that things were way better for Karen and Cleveland. It's an inside joke for uh, nobody.
0: I was going to say, I, I, that joke's over nope, my head. No,
1: we're not doing that joke. It's over now. Okay. We'll move on. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, I, yeah, let's can, get I to... my, can I tell my anecdote?
0: Tell your anecdote. We're, I mean, if the, the hardcore listeners are still listening, it's... I wanted to save it. Sure. I didn't want
1: to use it at the beginning and, and have the people who who don't really care hear this. So I came home from uh, the... the. Uh, you, you all know, of course, the, the Desert Dogs played the Scorpions today. And uh, it reminded me of when we came home from vacation. Uh, we get back. I have two dogs. One of them is an eight-pound Chihuahua-Chinese hair terrier mix. So she's like scraggly. and tiny and uh she's just going nuts like on like three in the morning just going like yip 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 because that's what she does and she's like in the corner of our bedroom just going yip 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 and she's like snapping at something and we're like what is going on here and so i walk back in that corner and it is my red cave claw scorpion that i have as a pet was escaped its cage and was in the corner and my dog is like doing battle (laughs) That eight-pound chihuahua oh is doing <laughs> battle against this, this cave-cloth scorpion. And so I scooped him up and put him back in his cage, and we built a top for him, and now he's still in there. But it was just such a fantastic thing that this little tiny chihuahua is like going to take out this scorpion. And uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And my dog, which is like a 10-pound chihuahua jack-chee, uh, he, he he wasn't in there at all. He's being a wimp. He's not protecting us from scorpions. It's very disappointing. Are you
0: glad you saved that story?
1: Yeah, no, I thought that would be interesting for people, no? That 8-pound chihuahua saved us from a scorpion? Yeah,
0: that's, that's uh, much more interesting than a, than a giant dog doing that.
1: Oh, yeah, I, don't, I would never have a giant dog because I have a 60-pound tortoise and I have to protect him.
0: <laughs> all right so i i said earlier i would take a scorpion in a fight over a, a, a coyote but i guess i don't know maybe that's accurate because
1: you know i feel like a i I've walked,
0: can defend you from a scorpion
1: yeah i've went i've walked my dog which is the bigger one out in the desert uh in Goodyear, and we've came across some coyotes and i keep thinking like if i kick them i think they'd go pretty far uh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> they're pretty tiny <laughs> It's like I'm not worried about them attacking me, but they could definitely kill my dog. So, yeah, I feel like kicking coyotes is the way to go. <laughs> I,
0: I've had one run with a coyote, and that is not the experience I had. So, oh, you yeah, didn't kick sure. it? Like, I no, I I did not. I, I backed away. I didn't turn my back to it. I just backed away because it was a rabid coyote. It was on its own. Oh, and it was okay. In the middle of the day.
1: Yeah, so we we'll have them like I've seen them in the middle of the street, <laughs> like they, yeah. But the the last couple we saw were up in the Estrella Mountains, and they they stayed far away from us, so we were okay. I didn't have to kick any coyotes. Yeah, that
0: one was in my backyard, and I was like, mm, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sure. well that shouldn't be here. Well, the the turtle yeah, protects the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would also take a turtle in a fight because yeah. Shells, and I also love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: I mean, my tortoise has survived uh, numerous, uh, like, daily beatings from my dog, and that's why I got a tiny dog. So. are you having <laughs> you like
0: could. animal fights in your house? Or, uh, or...
1: yeah, I've got—I mean, like, literally right next to me, I've got a, a tarantula, a red-tail boa, a 90-gallon saltwater tank, and then a five-gallon shrimp tank uh, within like five feet of me here in my computer room.
0: I don't know how much how much I'd want to stay on your couch if I came in, came to spring training. That's You know, the, the scorpion little, does live right concerned. next to
1: the couch. Yeah, the scorpion's in the living room, about a foot away from the couch.
0: He has a lid know.
2: now.
1: Wa- that's a great
0: way to deter people from wanting to come to your house, I guess. My
1: wife caught a bark scorpion in the garage yesterday, so he's actually in a jar on my desk as well. I forget about him.
0: How big is that thing?
1: Uh bark scorpions are about half an inch but they can kill children whereas the cave claw oh. is like a bee sting. Okay. Yeah, so the bark scorpion is you in know, a jar with a tight lid. Uh the cave claw is in an aquarium.
0: <laughs> I just don't know how much I want to visit Arizona in period now. Like I I don't know.
1: I've only caught one snake like... in the wild here and it was non-venomous. That helps.
0: Yeah, there's enough other things with venom that I guess it doesn't matter. Let's let's do some questions because we've we've clearly gotten off the beaten path. Uh, we're skipping the
1: placed. second one,
0: <laughs> <laughs> are we? No, let's let's start with the second one. Do you think do you think John Kenzie Noel will be protected on the forty man roster? I'm going to let Joe. No, that comes from our friend uh, Ken Wood. No, no, I thought your answer would be well, I, you. Do you want him to be, or do you think he shouldn't be?
1: No, they won't. But I mean, we we talked about enough other guys today. Get Kwan, get Palacios. No one's taking Noel. He's I, we we are a minor league website and a minor league podcast, a minor league website. We talk about minor leaguers, so yes, we're focusing on guys like Noel. He's not playing in the big leagues next year. It's right. not happening. Exactly. Right.
0: Yes, there he is not playing the big leagues. Nobody is taking him, so yes, he will not be on the forty, and you don't need to protect him on the forty. Here's here's a fun question. We have it's been a slow week for questions, so we have some from our own our own group, uh, <laughs> our, our own writer Pat. Yeah, this is how this is what we're reaching for for questions because we going to talk about Joe's zoo, and now we're talking about questions from our own writers. Um, Pat wanted to know if your hypothetical Guardians GM and you could trade for Juan Soto and other pieces right now, would you mortgage the farm system, extend Ramirez and Bieber and go all out? I mean, yeah, I would do that. Like, if I could, I would. Sure. Trade for Soto. Maybe
1: maybe if you're talking about new ownership. I know he's talking about the GM. I I feel like if you brought in new ownership, they would be like, let's go right now. But as it is, I are we really talking about them trying to compete next year?
0: Not, not that way. Not, not, not like going out and trading for anybody like Juan Soto or anything else.
1: Like,
2: I also think the way that up.
1: I think the way that the front office has been handling the draft the last three to four years has been so much better than the previous years that if you're just patient the franchise should be well stocked for a very long time and you don't need to do crazy things like trade all your minor leaguers now i mean they have so many that you can absolutely trade three shortstops and not even notice they're missing so right you know if they want to trade some starting pitchers and some shortstops that's great they go ahead and do that you you should feel confident that they have the other players to make up the difference but to try to win in 2022 i still think is kind of silly
0: yeah i mean yeah i would do all those things but they're just not going to happen and i don't even know if ramirez extension is going to happen but yeah if you can if you could get juan soto and you can extend those two yeah go out and just go all in i would because you never know and then oh this will be a better question for you but um, what prospect in the ACL... We probably already hit on this, but I guess you can just mm-hmm. kind of single one guy out, but what prospect was in the ACL this year that will make the most noise next year?
1: I, why do I like fast so guys? I say Durango again. <laughs> <laughs> because Were you
0: a not... fan growing up?
1: No, I, my brother was. You're not allowed to have the same player as your brother, so I was Albert Bell. And uh, I got oh, Albert Bell before he did, but I was Albert Bell. He was Kenny. My sister was Omar.
0: See, I would have thought you were a Kenny Lofton fan the way you liked all the speed.
1: No, my my opinion has changed over time because for a moment I think Ronnie Belliard was my favorite guy on the team. So I really kind of <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> I kind of shifted around a bit. No, I was full power. No, that was weird. I wasn't full power because I loved uh, Albert Bell, but my favorite guy in the league was Mark Grace. Which is like the exact opposite, right? Except
0: they're Contact both hollow.
1: Wow, maybe that's what it is.
0: Mark Grace was. I didn't know that.
1: Mark Grace got arrested for a DUI a couple years ago.
0: Oh, I was not aware.
1: Yeah, he was in Tent City up in Northern Arizona when he he was an announcer for the Diamondbacks. It was big news locally. Oh.
0: Wow, locally, yeah, okay. Um, okay, so Luis Durango makes the most noise <laughs> next year.
1: Yeah, and Will prospect, Dion. We talked about
0: him already. Yeah, and Will Dion. Okay, he wasn't rostered. What prospect wasn't officially rostered anywhere makes the biggest impression twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? Willie Willie says Gavin Williams. I'm saying Doug McKaysey. You're saying Will Dion.
1: No, Will Dion was rostered. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm saying uh, that Doug was my Nikhazy. answer to the last question. Uh, uh, my answer is I don't judge players before I see them.
0: Okay. That's fair. We're minor <laughs> league fix with the minor leaguers, but that that's fine, sure. Um yeah, that's kind of it. That's all I got. Uh we got the awards coming out, so if you're listening this long and you haven't already checked it out, I'm uh, not sure what you're doing because if you're listening this far and you haven't been to our site, I'd be stunned. But we had the uh b- surprise and disappointing prospects of 2021 today. Uh Brian Lavastito was our surprise prospect for 2021 and Nolan Jones was our most disappointing prospect for the year. And then we'll Fair have um, yeah, we'll have some other awards coming up. We've got um, defensive prospect of the year tomorrow. Thursday is rookie prospect of the year. Um, Friday is relief prospect of the year. Saturday is breakout prospect. Monday, we're skipping. No, well, no, I might do Sunday. The Browns aren't playing Sunday, so maybe people will pay <laughs> attention. Oh, yeah, Sunday no might cardinal. be
1: comeback prospect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: 6-0. Oh. Uh, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, they put that all over a billboard, or the, the Cardinals phot- photoshopped that on the billboard, and people are yeah. really upset about that right now. Oh, good Great. for them. I love it.
1: I'm happy, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've been going to a lot of Cardinals games over the years. It's about time they're good again.
0: Kyle and Murray should have played baseball. Um, yeah. So Sunday might be comeback prospect of the year, maybe Monday, I don't know. And then oh, by
1: the, by I the, the way, have, I meant to say, uh, John Kenzie is winning all of these. Yeah,
0: Joe Joe voted for John Kenzie in all of these. He voted for uh, John Kenzie for hitter of the year, pitcher of
1: the year, comeback prospect of the Come, year, even, even relief sure prospect, rookie. He was the best relief. rookie player in uh, Lynchburg.
0: He was the best relief prospect. Yeah, provided a lot of offensive relief. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was Joseph for all these. Uh, so that's what's coming up. Joe, are you are you seeing any more AFL games to your knowledge coming up as soon? Much, yes, I'll, no? I'll
1: I'll go to as much as I can. I've got a full season credential. I will do my best to make uh, the most of it. That's yeah. not a okay. whole lot, but well, I'll I'll do my best.
0: Yeah, you can follow Joe for the occasional AFL game and uh, you know Scorpion content. And if he ever kicks a coyote, you can follow him on Twitter to see if he ever does that. At <laughs>
1: I'm absolutely not going <laughs> to okay. post that. Uh, maybe I'll post the bark scorpion.
0: Yeah, do that. I'm I'm curious to see because uh, uh, an inch inch long scorpion that can kill children is terrifying.
1: Okay, the smaller yeah. is always uh, smaller is more deadly in scorpions for sure.
0: I did not know that. That's the I, I I have learned so much today. I hope you at home have all learned as much as I have today um, about wildlife and baseball. So we're gonna. Mm-hmm. We're going to end it on that note. So thank you for learning with us today. Uh, We'll catch you again next
1: week. Arrivederci.